open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of View, every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Good morning, dear listeners, and welcome back on Mushtar FM. Today in the studio with me, there is... Julia, Serena, and Rihanna, and Sebastian. And we have decided to talk about a really hot topic today. And I will try to make you guess about this. Uh, what is the topic? Because we are going to talk about something that each one of us, or almost has already used. We pretend that we don't know the existence about it, especially when you are talking with your grandma. <laughs> uh, this thing represents 35% of the total internet download, and uh, this industry also catch much more visit on internet than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter, all of three reunited in one month. I'm talking about pornography industry. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, I think the way to introduce us to this topic would be to break down what the industry actually is, right? And so where the industry starts for many people is the amateur adult movie industry uh, that involves people that are not familiar with the industry that are new to the adult movie industry. And what they call this is pro-am. Basic and basically it's amateur adult movies. And many pro-am websites charge subscriptions fees, and the top three sites are worth an estimated value of $50 million. So there's a lot of money that goes around in this industry. Uh, and how... Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys, how old do you think the girls are that enter into this industry, the pro-am, which is amateur adult movie industry? I mean, the legal law is obviously 18, but I'm... Not sure that they're always this 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 age. I mean, obviously, legally speaking, and especially in USA, which is one of the biggest country producer country, but also Czech Republic. I've seen. Yeah. The age, the legal one, is 18. So I would say, like, directly after high school, I would say, yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. 18, 19. Uh, Sorry. This is uh, this is the same thing. Uh, I would share that uh, yes, the legal age is the 18, but the growing demand actually for that is uh, going to be the least and the least age for the porn stars. Maybe the, actually, this is uh, something which starts from the early teenage. Exactly. Especially when you know that, I think that one of the most uh, search category on this kind of website is actually teen. This is the hugest demand. Yeah, it's the number one searched term in the internet pornography. And actually, thousands of 18 and 20-year-old girls enter the amateur porn industry each year, but it's not uncommon that they play younger than they are. Uh, mm. Because for some reason, people like to see this. And in the US, as we talked about, US is one of the biggest um, producers of this, well, in this industry. And they have a law that requires girl girls to prove they are at least 18 years old, but there are no others like no other federal regulations. There is actually some state's uh, regulation, but for example, California, which used to be historically one of the biggest places of production of this kind of movies, they passed a law which um, obligates each actors to wear protection while shooting this kind of movie. So basically the industry just moved to Florida because of yeah, this lack of Miami. federal... Exactly, and I mean, actually in some states... It's illegal. So, for example, in Utah, mm -hmm. I mean, adult movie industry is forbidden, like, to watch and produce. Hmm. Um, yeah, but so pro-am or the amateur adult movie scene, that's where the most people start out. And it's usually, like, 18 to 20-year-olds. And, I mean, as I said, thousands of girls enter into this business every year. And so, of course, how do they enter? Well, they find an ad on Craigslist... And they answer to it. So, for example, we watched this documentary, which is called Hot Girls Wanted. So, if someone feels like they want to watch it and see more behind the scenes of the industry, then I would really recommend this movie. And we get to meet this talent agent. His name is Riley. And he runs this company that's called Hussy Models, where he basically has these girls that are in the adult movie industry um, And they are his models. And uh, what he do does for a living, basically, is that he drives his models to, sh like, to and from shoots. And they live together with him in his uh, five-bedroom house. And 
also he takes like 10% of their earnings every month. Yeah. And so this is what they do. And the new girls, they always work with new girls. He said that within Hussy Models, they always work with new girls because they are the mm-hmm. most attractive. Mm-hmm. And so these girls typically, typically do like a shoot um, that is like three, they do shoots three to five times per week. And on average, they earn about $800 for each scene. Um, yeah, and so what do you guys think is the reason for why they do it? Like why these girls enter into this? Uh, I would say that, I mean, I'm not objective because I've seen the movie as you, uh, <laughs> the documentary, I would say. But obviously, I'm, I was not surprised to see that most of them are young girls, as we said, but also from small towns or countryside who don't want to have the same kind of life than their parents and they basically want to escape and the quickest and fastest and easiest way to escape is obviously to answer back to this kind of ads on internet on Craigslist and do it like this really easy and also I think like if we're talking about this amateur porn specifically then it's uh, like the amateur adult movie industry specifically then it's a lot of these young girls that want a quick escape and they want to you know they're afraid of having the life that their parents had and Mm. they don't want to have this life and they just want some quick money and they want to live like a luxurious life actually yeah yeah there is this uh sentence which was in the mouth of each one of these girls which was i want to live the dream or to live like like a princess or this kind of thing there is this idea of easy money so you can buy a lot of stuff that you cannot afford before so this is yeah really easy and this promise of a better life i would say but obviously there is other kind of profile i would say and especially in this documentary because there is eight girls that we are following and I think we are going to talk about it in the next part. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Back to the studio and we were talking in the last part about uh, this uh, pro aim pornography and especially about if we can say kind of a typical profile for the girl who want to join this kind of industry and there is something which was really interesting is this statistic about the confrontation between the expectation of these young girls who leave their family and friends and most of the time seems to don't tell to their relatives what they are really doing in these big cities and the expectation about, okay, I'm going to have a better life. So they don't have any idea of how many time they want to do this. But most of the time, that seems to be kind of a target to get a lot of money. But the interesting part was this manager in the house. And he was really sarcastically saying, okay, if you are really, really good, you can list something like six months or one year at best in the industry. But the average one will stay for one and three months. Yeah. And after you disappear because you are done and thanks and go, goodbye. And the other interesting fact is one of the girl in four months of work, intensive work, she has made something like twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but at the end she can only save two thousand. Yes, because they have to spend money on all these other things like yeah. bras and underwear and and plane even yeah plane tickets nails I don't know. Yes, but, uh, but these kind of fantasies actually, these kind of fantasies actually, th- when they attract the girls, uh, they become so much anxious to get in this industry because they don't know about the consequences. They feel that these are the lifelong process for earning a lot of money in a very short time. Yeah. And it, they feel there is not that much struggling business or struggling job. But the consequences and the dark sides were just after finishing all these things. So this is a very important thing to know that only, okay, we are discussing about these things, but what about these girls when they enter in this kind of uh, business and uh, enter in this kind of field? Do they actually know about the consequences? Do they know what will happen after all these things? Because they just see uh, female, uh, a few of the female pornographic stars, uh, they earn 100,000 US dollars per, uh, like an annual income. Mm-hmm. They earn, and a uh, few of the most famous they earn two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars annual income. So th- when they just look at the uh, zero uh, on their checks, that uh, yes, as as we are going to be famous, uh, their zeros are increasing more and more. So they forget about 
what what the life is going uh, with and the things what will happen after after few years yeah so these these things how to uh, okay we are educating ourselves and our society the consequences and the things and how these kind of things work and uh, there are dark sides and okay uh, what it actually means for us why it happens why it is created for us or in the society why it is developed in the society but do these people who are actually participating to create such a stuff do they know what is it for or they just glittered their life with the money but that's what it's for it's money that's that's what they want to make out of it it's what the producers want to make mm-hmm. it's what the companies want to make it's what the actors and the actresses within these movies want to make it's all about the money mm-hmm. i know that there's a lot of i mean the most of the girls that enter into this do it for the money it's and it's not only these 18 to 20 year olds i mean of course there's other people within porn like within the pornography industry and within the adult movie industry that do it because they are broken they come from broken homes they have uh, had tough childhoods they might be single moms they are in desperate need of money so they do it because they know it's quick money and i saw this another documentary where uh one of like one of the most famous porn stars mm-hmm. Tiffany Million she and i mean she's retired now but she talked about it and she said that yes i was a single mom and i needed a job i could either either choose a job that would pay me like $8 an hour and i would have to work like 8 hours a day mm-hmm. or i could go for a job that would pay me way more and i would only have to work like 2 days a week and the rest of the time i could be with my daughter So I took the second option because it was I mean it was an opportunity to earn quick money. Yeah, and it was good for her because she could be with her daughter and she could create this life and she could, you know, she had money to take care of them. But then eventually when her I think her father died in 94 mm-hmm. and he left her a lot of money and so then she was like, "Okay, I got money now. I'm free. I can leave the industry. I'm out." because mm-hmm. she only did it for the money because you needed uh, the money to uh, take care of her family. This is something okay uh, a few of the only females are successfully uh, find the way to quit the industry but unfortunately all are not that much fortunate to quit the industry to quit the dark sides of the consequences of their lives. They live with this side and they die with this label. Yeah. They cannot be the normal anymore. They cannot have the normal life. once they enter in this field i'm not so sure i mean the prime of this industry is this is something which is worldwide and after that has been released after this is on air you cannot catch catch it again this is like when you send a text on your phone once it's on the air that's too late so basically you can quit people can still find it and and you see in your day life there will be i think always people who recognize you have this thing that they've, they've seen you somewhere mm-hmm. your relatives or uh, i don't know your boyfriend friends will uh, know so they will look at this and you will have a different position in society so yeah this is pushing you but i still think this is kind of possible to escape from that i mean once again i'm only based on this documentary there is this example of this girl who decided after three or four months in the industry to to quit and she right now years after is working as a restaurant manager mm-hmm. so she has written responsibility above person so that means that even with this background she's able to have an authority on 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 regular people and to be maybe respected i think this is already the time for a music break so we come to you uh, dear listeners in a couple of minutes open your mind and listen to new ideas Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. And back to the studio still talking about adult movies I would say So here uh, I just want to explain a little bit about not only the females are targeted and uh, are in the demand but also the males male models also and there is a term which is used for the gay for pay 
which is term used for the only uh, male models, actually they, most of them are the heterosexuals and they just perform the uh, gay porn for the money. And they, most of them have just ruined their life because of this. Yeah. So I mean, this is very interesting, I think. And it's um, because actually, as let's talk about the lifespan in the industry. Mm -hmm. So if you are, as we said, a girl, you enter into the amateur uh, adult movie industry, you are good for about three months. And after three months, you need to kind of accept that you have to do niche orientated jobs in order to stay in the business. So you might start doing fetishes, like, I don't know, bondage or um, like BDSM type of stuff uh, because you're no longer good for only the teen adult movies. But when it comes to... Uh, yeah, and then you also said, Sebastian, that maybe if you're good, you'll go for like six months, a year maybe. Mm -hmm. If you are like a real breakout success then maybe you'll go for a little longer but exactly. this is for the girls Other for the male and the men in the industry you the lifespan of your career is longer um but yes as you said a lot of male which are the heterosexuals actually yeah but they gay. they enter into the porn industry yes. and to the adult movie industry into gay mm -hmm. adult movie industries i think also that it depends on the producers because, for example, I know that there are actresses who are able to stay, uh, to be famous for longer. Yes, exactly. But actually, yeah, the producers do what there is a demand. Exactly. But there is also another truth, that's, which is uh, the fact that this, this actress wants to be actress. Uh, for example, in Italy, we have, um, I know only two names, but there are others. Um, I mean, actress, and they want to be porn stars. For example, um, I know uh, this one, uh, she's called Malena, and she was an house agent, and she decided to change life because she wanted to be a porn star. So there are many truths around this topic. So it's not only about abuse, it's not only about money. Of course, it's a way to get money quickly, but it's not only about this. There are um, other people who like to be actor or actress. But in this case, we are you are speaking about a really famous one, so which is not um, kind of doing a lot and a lot and a lot of production and have to accept things for, for the money. Uh, and maybe this is the difference at this moment. And the whole question will be actually, or do you manage to come from amateur industry to into professional industry? Because I think there is a huge difference between the two. Yeah. About the sets, about how you are not treated, but you don't have to do four or five shooting in, in, in a role or... Exactly, I mean, because as soon as you become like a successful, if you could become a breakout success, you can also start to control what you want to do, you yeah. know? Uh, you can choose different areas. You can also decide Besides. upon your own hours. You can negotiate the pay. I mean, so, of course, as you enter into the professional life, it's like in the professional industry, it's better. And also the standards and the conditions are better. And yes, the demands are increasing day by day. This is the industry which has no any limit. It's increasing. Like, I have got the figures like it's a $97 billion industry. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising. And only the U.S. is 13 point something billion dollar is just from the U.S. Can you understand that things, how they are, this is the most profitable industry in the world. And which is increasing like uh, multiplying actually, which is not increasing. It's like multiply the things. Yeah. In this way, so uh, of course, uh, if, if, if it is increasing, that shows clearly that the demand is increasing. And demands are not only in the adults. This is the something interesting fact. The demand is not only about the adults. No, because we know that yeah. it's... And actually, the in really interesting part is to see that basically most of this industry remain on free-to-watch videos. So here is, I would say, the, the magic and the... Yeah, the magic thing about this industry because you can watch them for free, but... 
this is an industry and there is money which is making from that. And I think we are going to talk about it uh, on the next part. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from town to club on Mustar FM 89.6. Back to the studio and still in the middle of this adult movies content topic. And we just talked uh, about the condition of, of the filming and this question of money, which is in the heart of any industry and especially this one. Yeah. And as we said, well, as Rihanna said before the break, it's a lot of money that's involved. But the thing is that the girls... For example, in this documentary that I watched, the girls make around $800 for each shoot, like each scene. But the producers are the ones that are making the most money because they are making maybe $10,000 for each scene. So imagine that the girls get paid $800, but the producers who actually just, well, that don't do the acting, they make the most money. Uh, actually, if we are going deep in this economical question, there is also the question about uh, the the casting. I would say, if I can say so, because there is eight hundred dollars and ten percent of this uh, money go to this manager of the girl. Of course. After that, you have to pay the male actor. You have to pay for the location, and you have to pay for uh, makeup as well. So at the end, and of course, there is the taxes from the state or this kind of thing and mm -hmm. there is also the fact that uh, the guy has to pay to host the website or this kind of thing so at the end I don't know what is the final I don't know what is the net income at the end for this guy yes of course if, if, if uh, I will say that let's talk about one step forward it, it is something that you're talking about only the internet that stuff is providing by the internet the websites the videos which are free to watch, okay, no restrictions. Even even only 3% of the websites are asking for the age limit. And even the paying uh, for the websites, even less. So um, let's talk about one step forward. The porn escorts, what, what, what is the sense of they are stepping forward? That little bit more higher, little bit more private, and for the this is something for everyone. The websites are for everyone, no restrictions, nothing. But the quick, as you said that, okay, producers are, are getting more money and the models are getting even less. Okay, that's very right. But it is only for that side of the websites and the videos. But the more uh, money and more kind of something which is pushing these models to be more ahead of this industry are the porn escorts where the rich people are paying a lot, where the businessmen paying a lot. That's why it has become the million or billion dollars industry. You mean like webcams? Not webcams. These are kind of the, the providing the porn actresses and the porn models to those escorts, to the billionaires and the parties, mm -hmm, where they can mm -hmm. be provided easily. So whatever you are watching, you can access to them. So getting the access, these are all the porn exports. And can you understand this is not only um, like a few days ago, I saw a very teenage girl, in the early teenage girl, she was selling her virginity for the porn uh, escorts. And there was the bid for who will pay high. So this is not something related only with the porn industry. It is going at the homes now. The females, which is like she was asking that I'm not able to pay my graduation fees. That's why I'm doing all this. She yeah. just simply entered. So this is this is a huge industry, or you can say this is a huge field. Unexplainable. Yeah, but the thing is that I mean it's a fine line between uh, being a prostitute and being a. Uh, like an adult movie actress or a model in that sense and of course they get mixed up a lot and also we know that a lot of the women especially that work in this industry like the adult movie industry that they come from prostitution to begin with but I think that more than this money question 
about who is owning the more much more money between the producer or the actor or whatever or even the states actually because he's making a lot of money with this kind of thing uh, there is also the question of and we forgot it when we are watching the video at home is that we are talking about human beings so they have to I mean take care of this of the safety and their health as well mm -hmm. and we have this when you are shooting three or four times five times per week of course there is a risk of sickness yeah catching STDs yeah But actually, they do get tested. I think they get tested every two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so, and of course, it's easy for a lot of porn stars to say, yes, it's a safe environment because they are in it. So what are they supposed to do? They can't say anything else about it. But they, from what I understood, they get tested. So there's a lot of, like, safety regarding the health. Um, of Yes, but one thing uh, uh, in the U.S. it is uh, uh, from the Times, uh, New York Times. It has been mentioned that 15 kind of new STD diseases has been uh, researched and found from the porn stars. In each week, there is a number of the porn star actresses is increasing. This is an interesting fact that even they are taking the precautions, they are taking whatever they want, the medical treatments and the uh, medical checkups regularly. But even though they are facing the STDs also. Yeah, and I guess it's because when you have when you have sex that much and you do it as a job and you also take, I mean, for example, the guys, they take Viagra and stuff because they need to. Mm -hmm. And so... Of course, there's going to be some type of medical condition when you do that so much. So, for example, it's not uncommon that, for example, the female actors get infections or, uh, you know, cysts and stuff in... Lots of allergies. Even, even, even uh, the hepatitis B is very much common. The risk of HIV is is um, is, uh, is on part, but the HIV uh, except the HIV, the hepatitis, plus the uh, deadly allergies, which is also very much common for these kind of patients, especially. And 80% of these people are the porn stars, which are facing these kind of STDs, and the number is increasing. Yeah, and I mean it's not weird to me because they—that's their job. Yes, mm. but 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 uh, most of them are who are actually involved in this kind of profession at the early age. And once again, I will be the trouble feast maker, and I will interrupt you in the middle of this um, really intimate part. And we are going to see you in a couple of minutes, dear listeners. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of View, every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Still here in the studio and we stopped on the last part at the moment when we were talking about the possibility for this uh, actor and actress to catch some disease and really serious one. And actually, I don't agree with things that you just said in the last part about the fact that this is kind of a, a safe environment because basically this is a new kind of said that, Julia. This is about pretending. Of course, you are a part of this industry, so you are going to pretend that this is safe and there is no yeah, problem because you are tasted each two weeks. But there is a lot of numbers of this actors and actress who got girlfriend or boyfriend out of the, this I would say secure and safe space so you can totally bring disease in it and for example I think that's HIV you need something like six weeks before being tested about this disease so that means that if you catch it on day first and you are tested each Friday you will have three weeks before they actually can say that you have it so that means that you will have I don't know catch for 15 or 20 movies yeah And in I the mean, meanwhile. it's true, it's true. But, and I, I'm not like protecting them or whatever. And because honestly, I don't know, but this is what I've heard. And this is what I've read that they get tested every two weeks. And I mean, also they have a lot of sex because that's their job. But let's be real. I mean, they get tested than any average person because they get tested every two weeks. I mean, the average person might get tested, I don't know, two times a year, two, three times a year. Really? <laughs> <laughs> when, when was the last time you got, I mean, when did you guys get tested the last time? About okay. six months ago. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> yes, because uh, just by because of my profession, I have to be uh, provide my medical reports uh, that I am fit and fine to go for my profession. Because being a health worker, I have to provide that first safety for yourself is important. But for yeah. other side, I have seen like we are um, being a social worker. I have seen these kind of profession and be, these kind of girls closely. You know, uh, we have talked to them and we have seen. And very interesting thing is that okay, with a hygienic point of view, it varies. Some who are paid enough to take care of their health more, and who those are not paid enough, they don't take that much care of their health. Yeah, but so what? You guys didn't like Sebastian. When did you last? Get uh, last time, I think that was one year and a half. Last time. See, see. Yeah. I mean. So so the average person doesn't get tested, I mean, as much as a porn star in any way. Like, I mean, they get tested like what? 25, 26 times? But the question is that the fact that they have unprotected relation yeah. all the time. And also the this is part of their job. The average person is protected. That's the yeah, huge difference just, for me. Just, just to create the more and more reality and catching the attention of the audiences and the people, they are trying to be more and more real. And just because of this reality best things, they avoid sometimes these productions. That is very much true. And I think it's interesting that you say that they're trying to make it more and more real even though we have to keep in cons- into consideration that it's actually very fake. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing. We have basically no sex education mm-hmm. but whatsoever. Like, okay, we learn about the different parts of the body mm-hmm. but we don't get to know so much about the actual act. We also get to know about these STDs and all these diseases that you can catch but we don't know how it actually is supposed to work in the bedroom because we don't know anything about it. And so you could say that today the adult movies and the pornography industry in many ways is the sexual education today. And what's so scary about it is that what we see in these movies is I'm not totally real. Opposite of it. I, I totally agree with you because it is something like you are providing the sex education with the porn industry, with the porn movies. It is same like you are trying to teach the, how to shoot by the watching movies of Bruce Willis. Isn't so? Yeah, it's not real. I mean, what we... Okay, so what we see is not real and also the actors and the actresses, I mean, they for sure knows that it's not real but still, the public eye thinks that it is and this is what I think is so interesting for because for example as I mentioned before uh, Tiffany Millions she's a porn star she's a retired porn star she said that what you see in these films is not sex because there's no emotions and there's no feelings involved and there's like no attachment but whatsoever it's just a physical act and what is common for a lot of these porn stars is that they say that this is a job and people have to remember that this is my job Mm -hmm. and I'm just there like physically my body is there physically and it's doing the job just as anybody else is doing their job like you go to your work every day and you might be an accountant or you might be a waitress at a restaurant but that doesn't mean that they are emotionally attached to this just like not everybody's emotionally attached to their job and so therefore what we see isn't real because it's artificial and they're there to put on a show this is what they say I'm there to put on a show and I'm there to make the viewer I'm there to pleasure the viewer in order to get paid and then I can have my own pleasure on my own time oh yes uh, this is very much true because uh, this kind of uh, pleasure is the nature of a human being if you are a normal human being it is a part of your life it is in your head when these kind of things happen and you see uh, there's some kind of uh, neurochemicals develop in your brain and these neurochemicals work as a drug and and most of the people even in the teenage or below teenage they don't understand this kind of pleasure or the joy they feel that it is only the egg which can make them more uh, excitement for they create the excitement for these kind of acts. So this is the other part that how to understand these things. Is this the education or is this the only source of entertainment or it is the source to make yourself more educated what is happening? Is it the more kind of a thing that can be the part of your life, the real life or just the fantasy? And actually we are touching a really tough point with what you just said but we are going to talk about it in the next part. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. Okay, guys, so we were just talking about how what we see in these adult movies is not real and that it's crazy that the public eye starts to believe. And as you said, these are fan- like they're fantasies. But what I think is interesting is how the industry works and what tricks they have to make us believe that it's real. 
So, for example, a lot of the porn stars, they say, because in the industry they have tricks and they do all these different types of stuff. So, for example, they say that the first thing that people have to realize and remember about the movies is that nobody shoots in the positions that they shoot. Nobody has sex in these positions that they shoot in because they do it for the camera and they do it for the show. Like... You don't spread like this when you're in real life because you don't have to because there's not a camera. And that they're not always comfortable, even though they might look comfortable, they aren't comfortable. And also that there's various people on set, so it's like a production, there's people around, it might not be very pleasant, and people have to remember their actors. Of course, it's fake, and we know that making these scenes take a lot of hours, so for them it's also a stress. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy that what we see when, like, the finished product, when we see the movie, it's like, okay, they do this one scene in this one position, but actually that actual position took, like, four hours to make. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is only for ends and one minute or two minutes, but it it actually, the background reality is for the hours of working on it. Yeah, because they need to do shoot it from different angles and they need all these different dynamics and stuff. And also, this industry introduces us to a lot of different fetishes and a lot of things that people didn't know before this industry became a thing like how in different ways you could have sex. So it was just a fantasy, as we said, for a lot of people. But then this industry came around and they made it real. They made us believe that it could actually be real. So, for example, let's say when in reality people have anal sex, right? And the thing is that when they do it, they are ashamed or surprised if they would shit themselves. But the thing is that it happens all the time when they make these movies. Because I saw this video and it was a lot of girls that said that like, it was confessions of porn stars or whatever. And they said that, yeah, it happens all the time that they shit themselves. Because also, they, as we said, they make these scenes for like four hours. This is very much true because I have also seen the interviews of these kind of people and what they actually react that these are not the reality matters. These no. are something actually the fake. 100% fact. If, <laughs> if you feel this kind of things can bring the pressure in your life, which is like <laughs> making a dream in uh, op- with the open eyes and you feel that, okay, how people believe on these things easily and they convince them to believe. This yes. is the art of this industry. Yeah, and also they had like this, this was horrible, okay? Well, for me, if I'm on my period, I won't have sex with anyone. But uh, if you are a porn star, this is your job. So even if you're on your period, you need to have sex so they have a trick for this what they do is they take a makeup sponge and they put it up in their vagina so they won't have any blood coming out during takes but then the horrible (laughs) thing is that it's not so uncommon that these girls forget that they put the sponge in their vagina and so after you know they can go either days or even weeks like I think there was a story about a girl that went two weeks and so she horrible. yeah she's like super fresh she looks really beautiful she showered for sure she has just, no pain just forgetting <laughs> something that's yeah, something but the th- artificial is in your body and forgetting it <laughs> the no but I, I don't understand <laughs> but yeah so they have the sponge up there and if you go two weeks with it I mean eventually this horrific smell Dead body smell. Yeah, it smells like you have like a dead corpse inside of you. And they don't know what it is. And then they remember, oh, yes, I put a makeup sponge Actually, there. This thing, this thing indicates that how they don't have any feelings toward their body. They forget about the feelings about their body, their own body. Yeah, but it's because they're, it's their job. Yes, yes. This is something that uh, very interesting. I haven't heard it before, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That could be true. Uh, I mean, for sure it's true because when you do something like this, where force it, you don't feel really because also you are here also with your mind, but not with your body. And for sure they get uh, to say used. Maybe they don't feel really anything physically. Yes, exactly, exactly. This is what they're too much used to of it that they don't feel that what is now happening to our body is there something which is not normal. Yeah, and I think this is also the main difference between like the real sex and the sex that they do in the movies sure. is that they say that yes, I'm here with my body but there's no emotions involved and mm-hmm. when I go home to my partner, what I'm looking for is connection and closeness and that's not what we have in the movies because it's not real mm-hmm. and it's not authentic. And here is the real problem uh, for this sex education, especially for young people but we are going to talk about it in the next part.
Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM 89.6. Do you guys want to hear something crazy? Okay, so we're talking about how the movies that we see and these adult movies that we see are not real and that it's actually not real sex and that it's not at all authentic. And it's dangerous in a way because this makes us believe and it makes our minds believe that this is how it's supposed to be when in reality it's not. So I have a little funny story. I don't remember exactly who it was that told this to me, but it's a story about a girl... And she was about to lose her virginity. She was in love with this guy and she, he was coming over and she was like, okay, tonight's the night. I'm going to lose my virginity tonight. And as I said, she was totally unexperienced and she had never been in contact with adult movies before. But she was nervous, okay? So she did what anybody would do. She went on an adult movie, an, an adult movie website to see how to do it because, as we said, it's sexual education today. And so the first video that she came across in her life was a bondage movie. And it was like also a fetish because it was about this dominatrix kind of video, you know, where the it's like a woman that's like in control and she's really dominant and she's like hitting the guy or whatever. And so she thought that this is what sex was. And so when this guy then came over and she was finally about to lose her virginity, this is what she did. She, like, slapped the guy and he was like, whoa, what's happening? Was it the first time for the guy as well? <laughs> Actually, I don't know, but he at least knew that something was up. But we don't okay. know. Maybe he had been watching because adult movies for a long time. Because that could have been the, the beginning of a really sad or funny story if he, he fought exactly the same <laughs> back. <you know? laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I think it's kind of dangerous in a way, the way that the industry works mm. and the way that we perceive these movies. And also that there's a lot of abusive stuff. About like 40% of all the porn content that is out there is abusive porn. Mm. Mm -hmm. But actually, I think that uh, this idea of sexual education is something really connected to porn because maybe I'm kind of creating an idealized ID, but when porn was not here and there was not all this um, hardcore way to, to see the thing and this kind of thing, people don't really need this because maybe people who are more between friends feel free to speak about it and to share experiments about, okay, that was like this, maybe, that, and give some advice. Something that right now, or at least in my society in France, we don't do that much anymore. So pornography is the new way to learn because this is this all accessible and you don't have to put yourself in an embarrassed situation. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, it's taboo. Even in the, even in all the societies, if I would uh, talk about the conservative societies, yes, it is, it is the taboo to talk about the sex, even with your friends, sometimes it's a very hesitating thing. In uh, well-developed societies, if I would say the well-developed societies, I will talk about the UK's society where they are too much concerned about the sex education in their schools mm. how to provide the sex education for this purpose uh, even the oxford university has designed this kind of thing to give a basic kind of education sex education but in that kind of situation they have focused the parents to involved in it mm -hmm. it is it, it could be uh, dangerous it could be the useless when the parents are not involved it is incomplete This education is incomplete unless the parents should involve to give the proper sex education to their children. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is that today, the sex education that we have in school, it's like they talk about everything except the thing, mm -hmm. you know, they talk around the topic so much and they talk about the STDs and they talk about all the protections and they talk about condoms and they talk about they don't yeah. talk about the act. And that this is the only thing that the kids are interested in is the act because that's what's going to happen you know of course it's good to know about all the consequences but they don't talk about how to treat each other during the act they don't talk about how it can be uncomfortable mm -hmm. or how it can be awkward mm -hmm. and that that's okay so of course people turn to porn i mean it's not weird exactly because uh, it's a human nature when something is bond or restricted 
uh, it's a human nature to find or search it more and more. Mm-hmm. But with the children especially, when the parents are involved with these kind of things, when they talk about their annual records, uh, annual academic records to their children, they don't talk about they are partying whole night, where they are with their friends, and what be the consequences. And of course, they know about the technologies as well. Uh, each children has their, which is about 10 or 12 or 14, they have their own cell phones. So they forget about what would be the consequences. Mm. And also, I mean, we cannot we have to say that the porn industry as it looks today, it's not made out for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not made out to be sexual education. What it's made to do is to pleasure the men because that's they are also the main users of this industry, like the main customers of this industry. Honestly, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know, speaking of numbers, what are the percentage? Yes, actually, actually, it is the 88% of the male and the rest of okay. the female. Mm. Yes, and even in the young age, like 62% uh, is about the female teenage girls and 93% young boys, early teenage. I'm talking about the early teenage. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is a huge number. Yeah. Yeah, because they start to, uh, to be interested in uh, uh, sex, so that's uh, why. Yes, mm. but once, once they will interact with these kind of things... What do you think they will not try it? They will definitely try it. And once again, I interrupt and we see you in a couple of minutes. Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Back to the studio, and we were talking about the really maleish orientated aspect of the porn industry right now. And off mic, Serena was saying something really interesting that I don't really knew, or that at least I personally didn't experience yet. This is the existence of this really feministic, feminist porn. So please introduce me to this thing. I know that now we have to say that porn is evolved, if I can say something like this. So it's true what Julia said before, that it's maybe more for men or made for men. And actually, all the movies in general are filmed by men. So it means that the focus is from a male point of view. Mm-hmm. But now... Uh, sorry, I interrupt you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is only men oriented. They just give what the demand wants. So if the this is about statistics, if on a website the statistics is doing this kind of category, they are going to do it. Whatever they are men or women producer. This is about offer and demand. Oh, well, I would interrupt because if you'll go to the Playboy magazine, what is written on the top of the cover page? It's mentioned men's entertainment. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yes, that's also true. But as you say, Sebastian, yes, it's about the demand. But it's also true that now it exists also another part, another truth around this. And it's about feminist porn. Just say that it's different because it's focused on female point of view. But what is the female point of view in porn? I mean, for me, what feminist porn is doing is that it's trying to focus more on the pleasure of the woman as well as the pleasure of the men. Because right now, what is in focus is usually the pleasure of the men, as we discussed, in this industry. And I mean, the majority of the content that is made out there is for the men. Because personally, I have a really hard time believing that women would be into like BDSM, bondage, submissive, that type of thing. Like the majority of the women are not into that. And also... A lot of the things that we see in the porn industry, a lot of the content has to do with female abuse, where women are abused. And I don't think that that is something that women wants to see. Exactly. I totally agree with this because the porn industry has been advanced or you can say that they have just created a new thing to make it more fascinating. Like they have introduced a new word like the rape porn and the brutal porn. Abusive porn, facial abuse. I mean, it's crazy. Women is completely disturbed with these kind of things by nature. By nature, is woman's brain is not developed for these kind of things to be accepted. For these things, creates a lot of disturbance in the mental situation. Yeah, I mean, for example, if I go on a website, like an adult movie website, I would never click on this. I don't know who clicks on it. If I were to 
see this content that's like female abuse actually it doesn't it's not sexually arousing at all it actually just makes me sick to my stomach and it makes me sad and it makes me feel really really bad i am like shaking and i get this really weird feeling in my stomach because for me it's actually hurtful and painful and so what feminist porn is doing is they're creating content that is more realistic and that is more well, first of all, less female abuse and more realistic in trying to create an image of how sex actually looks like. Exactly, exactly. There's something that, except all these uh, brutal things and the harsh words with the porn, they have just added these things to to attract the people more. And I don't know what kind of people they are and what kind of mentality they will trying to grow in the people's mind and how they become the part of the society after watching these kind of things. They will definitely practice, but uh, that won't be a good thing, a positive thing. But except all these things, if being a woman, I would say that for watching all these porns and and when, when you feel that what kind of these porn things can actually work, women actually need more feelings. And the feelings are completely subtracted, you can say, from these kind of things. Without feelings, all these things seems like an exercise. But they are doing this kind of exercise. You better go and join a gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I understand. What, what is that for me? I, I don't understand. I understand your point, but I don't agree completely. Maybe I <laughs> now I try to explain my point. For sure, men and women are different mm -hmm. that's true but for me my point of view the feminist porn is about mm -hmm. sensuality that's why for example many women when they are searching for porn they search for lesbian porn because women are more sensual than men in this kind of situation so for me it's not about feelings but about sensuality and what i know about feminist porn is that in this kind of movie they try to be focused on female pleasure and the totality or the intercourse so we can say all the body not only the intimate part so it's like more mentally as women are exactly. this is what i was trying to say that this is more about the feelings yes but i think that if we always talk about the differences between men and women talking about feelings that women have and men don't have we create a problem because actually there are lots and lots of women who like to be submissive that's true and i know julia that you have something to say but the time is running against us so we have to make a little break and you will make the intro for the next part Open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of view every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. I think it was really interesting what you said, Serena, because you said that we have to remember that there are people that are also into this submissive kind of fetish and niche. And yes, I mean, of course there is. But to begin with, this type of scene, like this type of fetish, I don't think was created for these type of women. It was created for the men. In my opinion, this is what it is. And actually, I agree with Rihanna that you said that it's more about emotions like the feminist porn is more about emotions and also a little bit what you said that it's more about sensuality because for example a lot of women choose to watch maybe lesbian porn i don't know if it's true but maybe they do because maybe they feel that they have to watch this type of porn because it's no chance that they will feel submissive to the men in this porn because there's two women yeah also because there is no object and subject they are two subjects <laughs> exactly and this is what i mean and so actually what i don't understand is well for me, the problem is that feminist porn, it's for everyone, actually. It's for the male also, because it's the healthy way to have sex. So, for example, if you are a teenage boy or whatever, and you actually want to know how to have sex, or this girl that happened to come across a bondage video when she was going to lose her virginity, I mean, the feminist porn is actually where you should get your sexual education from if I can say that because they are trying to make it real and they try to make it look real and they also try to focus on the sensuality and the emotions and how sensitive that can be and that it's it doesn't have to be so rough but it actually it's an emotional thing and it's an intimate thing 
So uh, this is something that you want to say that intimacy cannot be just bounded by the male orientation. What we see in these porn movies, it's not intimacy mm-hmm. in that sense because it's no emotions. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just physical and it's not what real sex looks like. But the feminist porn is trying to create an image of what it actually looks like and they try to make it more intimate and more emotional and more sensual. And the thing is that I think it's sad to say or to think that this type of porn is only for female viewers because that's not the case because this is actually what sex looks like. And honestly, I would prefer if I had a sex partner, I would prefer that person to watch that type of porn so that they know how to treat me in bed instead of watching whatever abusive mm-hmm that's out there because that's not what I want and I think that also for a lot of other females that's not what they want because they want the real thing you know and then of course it's different if you're with a partner and you guys have a fetish together that I get but like the original porn and for example your first time during your first time you're actually not supposed to slap a guy in the face but we have a man here so Sebastian your point of view <laughs> for you is it true that exists this difference between men and women uh, what do you mean by real difference uh, about the, the sex i mean faces ah oh, speaking of the video yeah for sure i 100% agree with this idea that this more common uh, pornographic industry is made for men for sure my breaking point will be this idea of because this is for men this is extreme i don't agree with this idea because for me this is kind of an accoutrement you are used to see something so you get bored on something so you are waiting for something more hard and other and other and other and that's all you climb onto the category for sure this is what you mean but just to make clear for you you the listeners and from many discussion that i had used to had with friends or this kind of thing yeah you don't naturally finish in this kind of category that's a process and this is not because you are a man because i already had the same discussion with women as well not a lot of course but that already happened to me that's true i mean i read an interview about rocco sifredi do you know no 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 really wow <laughs> That's because you are from another generation. <laughs> generation, yeah. Uh, he is Italian. Is very famous, and now he's working in Budapest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, huh. and he said right this that now porn in general is more violent, but because you want always more and more, and also for him it's <laughs> too much violence now. So. Yes, that's true. Yes, and I mean this is what's dangerous actually because if it gets more and more violent as we said there's a lot of different genres today there's like facial abuse there's rape porn there's abusive porn and I mean if we start to show that then it gets normalized then it's also at some point going to like infiltrate into our minds and we're going to think that that's okay. First of all, the viewers that watch porn, like the majority of the viewers are male and also the majority of the people behind the industry apart from the female sex workers, but the ones that are in the industry, like the producers and the companies and stuff, they are male and also the majority of the content is made for the male. So, I think also that the feminist porn has become kind of like a opposition to the more hardcore porn. And that was it for this uh, ninth spot and we are slowly but surely going into the direction of the last part of this uh, podcast uh, leading us to the conclusion but right now we are leaving you for a couple of minutes of music open your mind and listen to new ideas point of view every thursday from 10 to 12 on mustard fm 89.6 Back to the studio for this final part about this really hot topic, which was porn industry. And I would just open this part with just a little statistic, just one number, because we started to talk about this influence um, of pornographic videos upon our behavior in the intimacy, and especially for the young one. And there is a study which has been released in the United Kingdom, which say that 44% of males between 11 and 16 admit that online porn give them idea about position or sexual act that they wanted to try and I think we are in the, in the deep earth of this problem which is basically mm-hmm. you learn by pornographic video and I don't know from your experience guys but actually even for me that's true that happened for me for example to have this oh but I never you know, tried this yeah but you know what's interesting also is that they get their inspiration from this 
like different sexual positions to try. But at the same time, the porn stars say that actually nobody has sex in these positions that we shoot in because exactly. it's only for the camera. So again, it's not real. But yeah, I mean, of course you get your inspiration from porn because we talked about it. That's where we get our sexual education today. I guess it's dangerous also in the sense that we need to know boundaries. Because for example, when I browse for porn, as I said before, like all this abusive porn, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't watch it. And it's actually nothing sexual arousing about that for me. And in one way, it also makes me kind of sad if it were to be so for anybody else. But what I look for is porn that, that I can relate to and that is kind of real in a sense and that I can imagine myself being in without feeling, I don't know, without feeling oppressed or without feeling that it would be uncomfortable for me and also porn that is kind of intimate, you know, and where for example, like if there would be a title it would be kind of maybe boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing and not like school girl and teacher or like a teenage girl and stepdad or whatever because that's not it's not real for me. Hmm. I totally agree with you but actually for my point of view what I have uh, because the, the background realities and the researches which has been made on this kind of industry and after effects also for me to judge these after effects is very much important to know the consequences in the society so I relate that your point of view is a very minimal point of people a number of people are actually desires what you are desiring when you uh, try to switch on to the watching the porn videos or something what you expect actually but it ends whether you are satisfied or no it's a level of your satisfaction what, exactly. what actually uh, satisfies you but unfortunately there's a number of the people who actually they don't get satisfaction but actually they get more frustrated yes because people get addicted to this guys just like they get addicted to drugs or alcohol or yes, nicotine exactly and they have just ruined their life their relations yeah and, and this is what you said age. Sebastian that at one point you just need more and you need more and you mm. need to be rougher and harder Mm-hmm. Because you reach a point where exactly. you're understimulated. Level of satisfaction is increasing. Yeah. So we have to set our own level. What is my level of satisfaction that I should stop myself? If you'll go for more and more, it will be like more and more harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is what's dangerous about the industry because people get addicted and people need more and more and more. And the thing is that the industry, they only care about the money. So, of course, if people exactly. demand more, this then is, they will is, produce this more. This is what the demand is increasing for the more and more. And the industry is going to produce something which is like unacceptable for the ethical society. Exactly. For example, they, the rape porn or the facial abuse. Yes. As you said, it's, it's never going to stop growing unless we start to limit ourselves ourselves yes we, we cannot blame the industry we cannot blame the actor or actresses we have to decide ourselves where it should be stopped for myself then i should not be it is uh, not about the satisfaction it should be like where i should feel that okay it's done for me it's okay for me i should not go beyond the limits maybe just keep in mind <laughs> that is different in real life be able to make this difference between real life and real sex and porn movie. If you are able to keep in mind this, for me, it's there is no problem. No, but I mean also because it's easier... <laughs> okay, guys, I don't want to say it, but you are older than me. And the thing is that today, porn is so accessible because it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Kids today, I mean, kids are like six years old when they first come in contact with porn. I mean, they're really small because it's so accessible. I don't know how you guys watched your porn. Like, maybe you had magazines or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, it's really easy. And the problem is that when you're a six-year-old, you don't know that it's not real. True, absolutely true. And indeed, the problem is the they don't have a real sex education. Yeah. So that's the problem. Okay, me neither. I didn't have a real sex education. And for sure, I, I meet my first porn, not like now, because I came from 90s, so it was completely different. So yes, maybe now for young people, very young people could be a problem. So should be the school or families to take this position and teach about sex and sex education. So that could be a good balance mean between porn and education exactly this is, this is very true this is very true i want to include one point in this because in the well-developed societies like right now i'm here and i have visited uh, many of the european countries and states where i have observed these things closely actually and where i've come from this is a totally conservative society so what i feel that the porn industry or the porn kind of something that is like revolutionary entered in the societies in the well-developed society 
societies it make the place what to do what not to do which is accessible which is not how to do and how it could be the like satisfactory and unsatisfactory to you but it has a completely an other effect on the conservative societies mm-hmm. so if you will find out these things in the conservative societies it has completely negative impact a completely frustrated impact on the families on the society and everything so whether you will judge it for me I, when i feel that the these kind of things in my society i feel so you can say that depressed mm-hmm. it created the depression for me frustrated in the society frustration in their uh, lives they are not satisfied whether they have the good wife their very good family but they are still frustrated yeah. because they need that kind of society which is not meant to be for them thank you very much girl uh, i think we can have a kind of a general conclusion by saying really simply best way to raise your child is to make of him a wolf child and to raise him in the middle of the woods so <laughs> you have access to any computer or anything thank you very much for yeah. having listening us today we wish you an excellent week i suppose in the name of all the crew in the studio yeah. and remember guys that the porn movies that you see are not real okay and in many ways that's not how real life sex looks like okay and the, in the last i just uh, include one more point in this age is uh, like being an adult you will not play with the barbie doll so it should be <laughs> it yeah. should be with the age limit that the children it's not like the restriction but it is something that should be at the part of a human being to understand the responsibility of being a human being to understand the each thing is for their age yes see you soon see you soon bye bye, bye. thank you for listening the day for point of view is always the same Every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM 89.6.